Manhood, another big one. Well, it's always a big one because of the message that we send, what we attempt to send. And I always want to start off reminding our listeners, the viewers, and we're really grateful and thankful that you take the time to be part of this show and what we're trying to do. And for you to remember that we are not speaking on behalf of all men. We are a few men talking to all men. The topics are always apt, um, very important, not just to our lives, to your lives, whether you know it or not. And today's topic is no different. Today we're talking about fatherhood. We all have fathers, yeah. or had fathers. And I'm always delighted to have to my right, Johanse Ayodike, behavior change consultant, a good friend, Wyatt Gallery, life coach, artist, photographer, you name it. He's done it. And another good friend, Jason Williams, affectionately known as JW, uh, media personality, um, and unfortunately an Arsenal supporter. But, you know, <laughs> I won't hold that against him. Wow, start. <laughs> start, started from the top, started uh, from the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, guys, you know, I'll, I'll always like to start off with a, with a definition. It's not always the definition by the end of the show, but it's a definition to get us started. Right. So if you'd allow me just to bring up... Uh, got to get the glasses here. Fatherhood is a state or experience of being a father. It refers to the role and responsibilities of a man in relation to his children, typically as a parent who contributes to their physical, emotional, and social well-being. Fatherhood involves providing love, support, guidance, and protection to one's children, as well as being actively involved in their upbringing and development. And of course, it goes on to a lot more chat GPT, you know, you just put it in there and it just comes up with all sorts of um, good information, makes you sound really knowledgeable and skilled in this thing. So that's the but AI definition. That's the AI definition. <laughs> so again, it's a definition for us to start off, start yeah. that dialogue. You know, they, you know, one of the things that I always grew up hearing was, you know, it's, anyone can be a father, but it takes a lot to be a dad. Mm. You know, um, it's, it's, it's common knowledge. You know, I lost my dad recently. And a lot came about as a result of that. A lot of a lot of um, revelations, you know, things that that I'd taken for granted all along, and that now that I I, I look at it, I'm, I my my purpose almost has changed in somewhat. Not just to my son and what I want to be for him, but also what I try to now encourage or show to friends, our listeners, to other people as to why why they should do certain things with their dad, regardless of where you're at with regards to that relationship. So today's topic was supposed to be almost a change or a, a, a part two to what we were speaking about um, with regards to relationships and whether men should have girlfriends or female friends, female friends and whether females could have guy friends. And we had a really you know, energetic and, and powerful discussion on that. But I thought... It was really apt to, to to bring this one to you know the name of the show is is manhood, but what about fatherhood? Yeah. You know, and and it was something that I felt we have a responsibility to the next generation, mm -hmm. to this generation, but also to the next generation, meaning people you know our fathers, persons older than us, persons our age, persons younger than us, but you know, really and truly, it's what we can control is, to a certain extent, is our influence on the next generation. So, gents, um, I've been I've been kind of 
The usual. The usual. The usual. The usual. So what 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 what's what's your take on fatherhood? Uh, firstly, I would say um, I'm happy that you decided to do this, seeing that this month is Father's Day mm -hmm. also. And um, I learned recently that this month is actually World Male Health Month. Mm -hmm. And that's important because I didn't even know that, right? And usually we hear all the other things. Right. And I'm, I, as I'm a man, don't even know when I am being celebrated or when certain <laughs> things are being uh, certain awarenesses yeah. are, are being being brought up. So I am also going to take an active now, actually putting these things down. So even if I don't celebrate it in its fullness, at least I could bring awareness to that. So mm. I thank you for that. And that's one. And then two... Not to mention you also dated the program, so now they know exactly when this was filmed, but that's okay. That's okay. Cut that part, right? <laughs> right. Um, when you're saying a father, I realize that in, in my even thinking about what a father is, um, what came to me immediately was what I missed from my father. So I, at least in my experience, I didn't think about all the things that I got versus mm -hmm. the things I didn't get. And I, thinking about when I ask others, many of them, I say more than 50%, their answer also was what they didn't get versus mm -hmm. what they had, mm -hmm. right? So I, I would say for now, my definition of a father is somebody who is simply there consistent, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? A male figure in my life or in someone's life that is there consistently. Mm -hmm. I'll start with that. Mm. What? Anybody jump in? Yeah. I yeah. Know. I mean, um, I thought that definition was really good, actually. And uh, the first word that comes to mind for me is a guide. Mm -hmm. And to, to guide um, in different ways, you know, it could be spiritual, it could be right and wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I'm honestly, I'm really curious, like, what you just got, you know, from your dad passing away, like what the change in purpose and the, the revelations, Yeah, you know, because that's something I think about a lot with my, my dad, you know, being in his 80s. So, I mean, I, I want to hear from Jay, but Jay, if you'd, if you'd permit me, just as, no, of course, as, of as he asked. Of course, go right ahead. Um, what was really, really profound for me was that over my dad's illness, I mean, my dad was always a very powerful figure for me. Um, and hearing a lot of things after his death, I, I went through two emotions, one of pride and one of being pissed off, mm -hmm. you know, because one, I was pissed off that he never shared that with me because he was a man, you know, very humble person in terms of who never was a boastful person. And I was also pissed off at people who were telling me, I was like, well, one, where were you all this time? Um, and two, why are you now, what, you know, why am I now finding this information out? Like I found out, for example, um, Prince Charles, now King Charles, when he went to the Royal Air Force, my dad was his personal parachute instructor. <laughs> mm. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, you never shared that with me, you know? Um and although he shared a lot of stuff. I find dads can be so humble like that. Like they don't share, it, they don't, you know, what's that know? about? Is that is that like a taught thing of manhood? Like you, is you that, shouldn't. Is that really humility? Because yeah, as he said, I'm know. thinking about things. I even recently found out about right. my father and I was like, why didn't you just say, say something? You don't have to go around saying that, you know, yeah. you're awesome. But I say, hey, you know, well, I did X, Y, Z. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. We should be uh, able to share without yeah. it being boasting. I don't, I don't know, like, you know, I mean, as we go along on, on this particular episode or this conversation, as I like to say, um, there are a lot of revelations that I, that not just with my dad, but in terms of 
what the perception of a man, like I would listen to things about, you know, as we can talk later on about men and crying or men and children, you know, how children fear their fathers. And, and, and you know, there were many, there were two sides to that I found really um, profound for me. But just to say that the biggest revelation for me with dad was when he first was diagnosed about eight or nine years ago, um, that, that pushed me to do things like a marathon to raise money for him or join the Trinidad Tobago Cancer Society. He didn't reveal that he was sick. He didn't want anyone to know. But once he started to experience the, all the procedures, it became to the point that he now became very dependent on me or the family. I became immediately almost the patriarch, but without knowing it, you would just go on every day just mm -hmm. doing what it took. You know, they say what you focus on is what you see. And what I did is I focused on making sure he survived. But in making sure he survived, I lost sight that that's my dad. It was just became a mission. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so when he went to hospital this time around, um, I thought it was just another, another, you know, some somebody else to call, somebody in the ministry, somebody somewhere else to 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 assist in 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 his progression. And when I got the call to head up to the hospital. I was like, what? What's going on here? And it was in the final 10 minutes, I went from always being that, that, that resolute person that would to protect him or help him survive to immediately feeling like a child being abandoned. And that was so profound for me. Like, wait, dad. Even, you know, as, even, a big, even as a big man, I felt that way. Even though as a big man and the person that was looking after him, I felt that, hey, wait, you're going, you're, you're leaving me here? What's that one? Hmm. That type of thing. While saying the words, it's okay. You can go. That type of thing. Hmm. And the responsibility at that point of realizing that even though I wasn't aware of it at the time, hmm. I was always trying to make him proud. You know, it would always be something I'd call him for, but, but not recognizing hmm. those things. So in, in realizing now that, hey, wait, now I now have to do things. Hope my son is probably going to do the same for me, and I have to do things for, for, for my child. Um, the, the, the takeaway, as you asked, Wyatt, was simply that you always think you have the time. More than anything else, you know, people, even the, the amount of people that showed up at the funeral, you're like, why aren't we there for the living? Why do we show, you know, I had family flying in from all over the world. And I'm like, well, you, you haven't been to Trinidad in 20, 30 years. But yeah. the man has now passed and we're all showing up and we kumbaya and, and all the rest of it. But why aren't we there for the living? And so I'd said to myself that on that weekend, I was going to go up and ask him, do you have anything that you want to share with me? Like get off your chest type thing. And I wanted to tell him as much as I'd shown up, how I felt I showed up. I wanted to apologize and to say, you know what? I see you, dad. And that day never came. Hmm. So I tried to show and try to speak to all young men, women, regardless of what your relationship is with your father, you don't want to live with that guilt. Yeah. You want to be able to tell them, give them that opportunity because when they're dead, they're dead. You still live in hmm. and you now have to be the one that is now saying, well, I wish I told him something. Well, the interesting thing is, you know, that's um, something I, nobody really gave me a template or a guideline, but it's something I would have done with my dad, who also passed on. He passed on in 2021. And when he passed on, I felt, of course, you know, you're getting that news was a phone call. So for about five seconds, I felt, uh, 
moment of sadness and after that I was very calm. And my dad was, uh, was absent in my life. However, when I came of age in my 20s, started to work in media. As a matter of fact, I took a loan, I remember. I didn't even save up. I just got a VAPSA day and I took a loan and I went up to New York to see him. I would have seen him a couple of times growing up too, but I could probably count on, on one hand. And I went up and I made peace and I've made mm-hmm. numerous trips to the US and every single time it was always an olive branch of forgiveness. I actually say those words, you know, the time done pass. Time done this pass. is now. Let's, let's get to know each other. I want to get to know you. I hear so much great things about you, you know. Because the funny thing is, uh, my personality and my spirit is more or less the exact same thing, even though I spent no time with the man. Hmm. I've just been able to turn it into a career. But he was life for the party, hmm. um, a lyricist, a man, you know, full of talks, chat, love sports, every single thing that I have an interest in football, he loved football. Track and field, he loved track and field. Down to steam fish, I would ask him certain <laughs> questions. I, I, I like steam fish. My father's a steam <laughs> fish man. He bears. He's a bears man. So right. I say, but I'm a real, literally, uh, what did I say? Carbon, 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 carbon yeah. copy. Yeah. Even though he didn't play a, a role, but I get to realize now as I got older that probably he not being there was also uh, probably by design by the creator, a saving grace, because he was also, as much as the personality and the the the, the persona was a big one. He was also probably a hard man too, I get to realize. And probably me not being around and seeing and experiencing that hardness is what kind of shaped me into who I am. So I think fatherhood for me is two things. Mm-hmm. It's um, a template. It's it's understanding a history. And I was able to get that through my interaction with him. And it was, all, it was always cordial. Huh? I mean, I used to really just wish he would express himself a little bit more. But I knew I was at peace. I was a total piece because I know I would have tried multiple times over. And I think fatherhood for me is, at this point in time, as a father, redemption. Because ultimately, my son, I treat with him the way I wish my father would have treated with me. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I am fathering my son and also myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I literally yeah. am a father to, it's yeah. like I assume the role of what I thought my dad should have been. Yeah, yeah. And I literally yeah. just... What you, needed. what yeah, you needed. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's it's a healing, and I think it came full circle when I took my son to see him in 2018. So as I always make a joke with my son, and I see him meet your grandfather twice. It was the first and last, because that was literally the only time my son would have met mm-hmm. uh, my father. And I thought to me when all of us were together, and we took that picture on the balcony in Florida when I left the it was a Monday. I knew that was the full circle. I knew that was it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew wow. that was it. And so, and it, it, it literally was it. And one, and one of the things that you said there, Jay, you know, um, we, we speak about tough love. And, and maybe, you know, one, one of the things that even, even as, as a dad myself, um, and, and maybe you experienced it where, where you do try to make up or you do, do try to father your children, um, how maybe some of the things that you felt that you were missing. But again, I come back to that, that, that term, what you focus on is what you see. And, like, like we are now, we're doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I am but always. You never am, know that about you, your you, parents. You, That's you, why you people don't. have the resentment and need to let go and have the peace that you're talking about. Because you never think you always expect so much. Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? How come he wasn't there? You know, and you don't know what mm-hmm. your parents are going through. Yeah, outside of them trying to be there for yeah. you. You know, and and I think it's huge. Like you have to let it go. You have to 
forgive. Mm-hmm. And and I and what I'm hearing from you guys too is that you're con- you're being conscious about how you're showing up as a father. You're choosing what type of father you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to be a to be a conscious parent versus mm-hmm. just going on an autopilot. And I'd love to hear what you have to say about how the brain works and everything, our behaviors. But like you could just autopilot because that's what you grew up with, yeah. right? Your reactions yeah. and, and how you you react to what the kids are doing. Because I've always heard there are fathers who are actually present but absent at the same time. They're physically yes, there. Yeah. Totally. But yeah. they're just emotionally. And again, up in might their be head, doing the best they can. about work, you know, whatever. But we will hear from your auntie. Um, I think we all want to hear about um, how, the, you know, the science of that and how the brain works. Um, but we have to take that pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no problem. you know, again, guys, I wish you could hear somebody behind the scenes. Um, really important discussion. We're talking about fatherhood on manhood. So thanks for staying with us, having um, really, really some really good dialogue here. Johanse, Wyatt, JW. We, before we went to the break, we spoke, this is now fatherhood on manhood, and we, we were speaking about being a conscious dad. You know, some dads are there. You're there, but you're not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Wyatt, you also asking about the science behind that, being, being, being a, 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 a present dad. Um, and the tone of that, Johanse, you know, do your thing. All right, so men, first I want to say that manhood in itself is a powerful thing. When men sit down and we gather and we speak in positive things. But for me today, I think this is one of the most powerful conversations we've had because all of us have dads, whether they they see son or baby, had fathers, Mm -hmm. and they had serious impacts on us, whether or not they were present or not. I've heard a a quote, you know, your dad, as a a man, as a male, your dad influences your life, whether he is there or not. Mm -hmm. And hearing this, and even for myself, rings true. Um, We're talking about the the science behind it, uh, whether a father being present can be present physically and not Mm -hmm. emotionally. Because I have realized what makes a father, what makes a man have so many dynamics is there's no exact science behind it. Because most times what we end up doing is doing the thing that we missed Mm. most times and or doing the thing that the only thing that we saw. And in this day and age, because there's so much information and whether sometimes we seek in it or not, we get the information. We now could start to troubleshoot mm-hmm. on how to be a better father or, or even is that working as a father. Even if it's not you you're looking at, there's so much information on it. So mm-hmm. I would say as a plus, there's so much information now because now we could troubleshoot and kind of decide what we take and what we're not taking, etc. And then, of course, there's facilities like this mm-hmm. because I'm sure back in the day before this, men did sit and have conversations but only a few would be privy to it. Mm-hmm. So now that we're troubleshooting, right? Again, nobody knows more than anybody. We pull in and we consolidate in what we know. Then more people are able to hear it. So true what you said, because it goes back to, again, my dad not being there, but yet still I'm so much like him. Mm-hmm. And I get to realize that through going out, meeting him, interacting, and recognizing that way, boy, this is, this is me, you know? And I think there was a power to in him not being there. I think it actually made me man up pretty early. I went out, I was in the work scene from the tender age of probably 14, wanting to help out at home. 
you know. Thank goodness, too, I think, you know, what was my saving grace was a strong and very um, present mom. And she still is very much present and, and a real motivator, motivating factor for me. So her and, of course, funny enough, um, her brother's. Right, my uncle stepped mm -hmm. up. Right. I had uncles who stepped up. I had his, my father's friends would have stepped up to my godfather. Some of his personal friends were like, you know what? We have to kind of rally around this young man. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there, there, were, there, there were factors and it had a community that helped me out. But ultimately, in terms of my dad, um, you know, no regrets really. You know, I, I looked at his particular example and I told myself, as I would have mentioned in the first segment, it's a chance for me now to kind of go at it at a different angle. So because I had no template, how I approach fatherhood with my son is more of a big brother, little brother kind of role. Mm -hmm. Where I'm very open, very transparent, very authentic. That's huge. That um, is. I do use profanities, though. We are get to that point yet. He's going to be <laughs> 17 in a couple of days. Mm. But we speak. It's sometimes the conversations, yes, a bit risky. And especially when he's coming into his teens. He would bring certain questions to me. It was like, wait, make me cringe a little bit, but I was real. Right. But without going too, too real just yet. Mm. But we could sit down and we could rap and we actually we actually operate like brothers. That's literally how we operate. Mm. It's not father you, and son, it's more but I think that, big brother, little brother. You, that vulnerability is so powerful. You know, I think a lot of men, especially our fathers' generations probably, were taught that they need to be closed down, closed off, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm only gonna I'm controlling what I show you. Nah, to to have that, yeah, to have that full transparency, yeah. I think that that is what is a man. So I'll give you a hack, right? Real quick hack. What I do, I don't go through his phone. It's not like I will pick up his phone. I, mm. Since he's small, as, funny enough, I'll give him that respect and that privacy. I'll knock his door, he'll knock my door to come in. So what we do, we have the same ID. Um, we share the same ID. Um, so in essence, his pictures, my pictures, mm. we both get access to it. And right. so far, nothing, it, nothing cringy, nothing really shocking. And then I don't have anything that out of time on my phone. Right. So that is a you have a phone? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I have to. Have have you have but you know, okay, okay. Let's but guys, so it's, it's like a real open door kind of policy, like literally full transparency. You know, my passcodes from a, from my arm, um, from a credit cards, my, my bank card, everything. You know, I think about this all the time with my son, both my kids, that one of the things I want most as they get older is that they would feel comfortable coming to me with anything, to talk about anything, to be fully open, whether they're scared to tell me, whether it's something bad, something they they regret, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Like, I, I feel like that is a huge sign of success as a parent, as a father, you know, and I don't know exactly how to get there. But I know that that's like one of the things I want the most. And, and you know, I saw this study the other day where it said, in actuality, your parents are not the main force behind how you end up as a child. It's your, it's your closest community. The societal so, influence. Yeah, so the uncles, the teachers, right? That first ring around mm -hmm. and around the child. So... You know, it's not all on you. It's not all on me, which I think is great to think about, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we can design our community, our our village, so that he's getting an input from you. He's getting input from the the, the kung fu teacher, mm. you know. Um, and I, I know for me personally, I got a lot from my dad, but I also got a lot from my first boss when I was doing roofing, you know, at age sixteen. Mm -hmm. Like this dude was so philosophical, 
And I can remember all these one-liners he told yeah. me to this day that still I still use as my life tools, you know. So I think it's important to have, um, first of all, take the pressure off of ourselves mm-hmm. that it's all on us to be the perfect fathers, yeah. right? And then also, though, to al- allow the uncles, allow the teachers, allow the 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 sports coaches to to be there yeah. in that way too. They're not crossing a line. By, by disciplining, you know, by speaking in a certain way, you know, they're all guides. And, but, you know, you, you, you guys touched on a couple of things there that, that I just want to bring into context. You know, one of the things would be, um, you know, we spoke about tough love initially. Um, but again, you know, I mentioned it for the third time, you know, what you focus on is what you see. And is it that terrible evil, at tough that, love? I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I try, so, man. <laughs> But, you know, again, you that, know, that's I, all right. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm conscious about it, Mike. But, but like be, you said, there's be no, tough. We're, we're doing our best. And in part of doing our best, there's a couple of things I want to address. You know, first off, you know, you always hear this saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm. Um, and we can't have an influence. Be, you know, first off, our decision must be to be present. That, that's the one thing. You might be able to do your best. You might not have all the answers, but you can decide to be present. But if your dad isn't present, one of the things that we always hear is that a mother can never replace a father and a father can never replace a mother. There's just, there's just different um, aspects of it. I don't know. Robert, uh, you, you, you're testing my work in Maryland because that, I have a few points. That, that's all right. I, 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 want to, I, want to hit, I want to hit these points here, right? right. So the, the, the other aspect of that would be whether you're present or not, like you said, you have an influence. And we speak about... We speak about um, in, in being part of, of, of that circle and we, and we do the best that we can do and we don't know what our parents go through. When we are now parents ourselves, we are now dads ourselves and we can reflect and say, ah, like I look back and I say, now I can see what, what my mother had to go through or now I can see what my dad may have endured. Mm. Do we now look at maybe some, some of our children or our citizens in society who, were, who had to grow up without dads and who had to join a pack who had to join a gang, and I'm not talking about gang just in a violent sense. I'm talking about their own, whether it be basketball, football, or, or literally a gang without fathers. That in in their cases, you know, now you know that they they, they look back, and and we are we or we judge that that particular situation that they you know they did the best they could. So in the sense that that father went now that they may be fathers themselves might look back now and, and that same aggression or resentment that they feel to their dad they now understand okay well now i understand why he's not around mm-hmm. because i'm doing the best i can and that might be being able to take care of children because you did the act mm-hmm. it, it's it's again we come back to that whole thing about the difference between being a father and a dad you know anybody can father a child but i wanted to go on with another point but i want to hear yours all right so let, let me let me summarize quickly what you're saying about your relationship with your son, you all are like brothers. And then Wyatt, what you said about sometimes fathers take on the role, I would say, let's call it a little too seriously. What I realize is when we have certain terms and we're using father now, mm-hmm. we think about it in a superhuman manner, right? So because I have this title, I'm now above human. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at it, we don't expect human things. But I'm so I'm saying now, bring it, let's bring it back to the level. We are all humans interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Humans of different ages. Right. So if we look at ourselves as human and we look at our children as human, then the interaction change. Then the, the point behind the interaction mm-hmm. change. And because we are human, that means we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Right? And our, and our children would well, learn. We're, we're perfect in our imperfection. Right? Perfect imperfection. Yeah. That, that, we go, that we is exactly Going it. deep. And, <laughs> and understanding that we're able to expose our flaws to our children. So you could see, you know, daddy make a mistake. You know, yeah. Or for them to see, you know, mm. I lose my composure in mm. this moment. Or, you know what, it's hard for me to do tough love, but I could do other things. And then I will add what, what we're speaking about, the, the, the uncle influences and the other male. I think innately, and this was some research I was doing recently, innately that all of us strive and, and crave the, the tribe, right? All mm -hmm. of us inside mm -hmm. the village, mm -hmm. right? Whether it is the village of the mixed male and female or the village of, of men. So even now, the research has shown that the nuclear family is actually unhealthy is an unhealthy combination because that's mother father child that's unhealthy mm -hmm. because each person need that interaction from outside mm -hmm. right so then now that's why with our boys with our sons especially being ourselves important mm -hmm. right um i think I, I covered most of the points we spoke about the the voice why a male voice is important because uh, I did this research actually in, in male, in couples' relationships, why sometimes women are able to manipulate men, but that's the start of it, but I'll, I'll tell you. We, we males, we are programmed to respond different ways to different tones. So when we hear somebody in distress, so let's say a child's voice, because a child's voice naturally is a, is a higher tone kind of in distress, we would react a certain way. So that's why sometimes when women wanted to get to do something, they'll say, well, give me this now, and they kind of raise the voice, mm. right? But when you hear mm. the deep tone, you react differently. It, it reverses. It's like the bass in a, in a drum. Yeah. The bass in a drum gets you a different kind of reaction. Yeah. Mm. So when, when you... It, that father says something. Now, even though the father's voice may not be the deepest, mm. the seriousness of the tone mm -hmm. yeah. is what reverberates in that child's mind and they react differently to it. So are you responding to what I was talking about with regards to the tough love aspect of it where they say children sometimes react to their dad out of fear? And I was, I was rebutting that to say that it's not fear, it's fear of their bad choice. So that a son, a fa a son loves... Like, for example, my son, mm -hmm. we, we get on like a house on fire, you know. Um, it, we, we, there, there's, there's a lot of affection there. The only thing is when he makes a bad choice and his mother tells him to do something and I come in and say it, mm -hmm. it's not just because of the, the baritone. It's also the fact that he knows he's doing wrong. Mm -hmm. He's aware of that. And the choice, that choice is what he's in fear of, not in fear of the person. Mm -hmm. And, and um, we were discussing that and you guys had some... You know, I get to realize, especially with my son, um, and I think it's something I learned also through how my mom would have set a high standard. As big as I am, big hardback man sitting down here with all your fellas, I don't want to bring no kind of embarrassment to my mother, you know. I tell no mama's boy thing. Mm -hmm. It's just a scenario where it would break my heart. I'll probably break, I can't say probably, it would break my heart to see my mother in a courthouse or having to, you know, I do some piece of nonsense now. So I realize my discipline is disappointment. Anytime, I don't use the word often, but if I was to use that word around my son, I'll mash him up. Mm. If I was to say, bro, I yeah, disappoint my dear boy. Where's that boy? Right. Full up. More than, I, and I never hit him. I do, I not into beating children. Mm. I, I, yeah, agreed. I not into that. I not hitting boy child, girl child, nobody. I not into burning nobody's skin. But I think that word, used at the right time if you watch a child and say, listen. Yeah. Why, boy? Son? It's like an arrow to the heart. Yeah. Boy. yeah. And you walk off. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I tried my shop because it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. I could disappoint daddy. And my son, honestly, I realize 
he's a man who will disappoint me at all. Hence, I watch how he kind of conducting himself and, mm-hmm. you know, he moving real measured now. Mm-hmm. And I hope he, he just stay like that. I'll just pray for that. To me, my greatest mm-hmm. success would be being a successful, me bringing up Jalen to be functional and to be an asset to the community. To me, that's the greatest success. Your legacy. Yeah. So and, I think that's a, I want to hear your point, but mm-hmm. we need to take a break. All right. Um, and when we come back, of course, we want to really wrap things up and, and, and present, um, you know, a real definition. We start off with one. We want to really come to what, what maybe our understanding is of fatherhood and to go into the other types of fathers yeah. that we see, even with the non-biological ones. So you have child father, you have sugar daddy, you have what a baby daddy is. And all of those have an influence yeah. on the next generation in, for, for the negative or the positive. Yeah. So where, where you have... You know, um, your legacy, you know, th- that that's going to be your greatest achievement and how your son would react to that. Others may not react to that because they simply don't have their father around. Hence, your child father mm. and all the other, child terms, father. The, the other terms that we hear. So we're taking a quick break, mm. some, some, some quick convo, and then we'll rejoin. So again, I think I think we really have to start um, recording some of these behind the scenes conversations. Really? We're going to try and have that really? bring it bring it to the fore now. Um, we're here talking on manhood about fatherhood, very very important. And um, you know, the fact is that the episode or this particular conversation today, the timing will run out and it will end. But the conversation and the realization and the subject matter never ends. So we hope to continue having these conversations like this on manhood. Um, Before we went to the break, we were speaking about, um, of course, fatherhood. And I said that we were going to come back to speak about the various types. Mm. Child father, baby daddy, sugar daddy. And I know we had some raised eyebrows as to how sugar daddy really fits into this. But it comes down to the absence, the possible absence of a father figure in a young girl's life may then have her look now to, and we're not talking before everybody calm down, we're not talking about equality and all these other things again. Um, we're talking simply about women who look to be taken care of and it, the whether affectionate or negative term is used of a sugar daddy, right? It still comes under to that term. There's a reason behind it, which you could go on with regards to the science. Um, Child father. I guess, yeah. That's, um, that's me. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not married to, to, to my mm. son's mom. But you know what? We cool, you know. We real good. Um, co-parent. Um, cordial relationship. You know, we would have had little twists and turns in between, but she never denied my son. And I guess officially, um, yeah. I mean, I don't like the word. I so don't so then it. maybe it's not child father, you know, because a child father has a certain connotation yeah. to it. Correct. Because if you all co-parenting, no, co-parenting. then it's not child father. Yeah. So I don't child father then. So why is that? Because... What is science saying? As a father? <laughs> yeah. As a father. Yeah. Oh, yeah. father yeah. there? Yeah. I don't child father. <laughs> I don't child father. Yeah. That's nah. what that child father thinks. <laughs> nah, be, because child father is a is a is a local slang, right? Or baby daddy, right? That that's a slang mm-hmm. in itself. And I so, guess people think kind of absent too. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. then, so that that's kind of a term where the person kind of off to the side. Oh no no no. Right. So it's a child father. So if, if both of y'all are healthy parents, mm-hmm. co-parenting, then what is a father? Yeah, I, th- I think co-parenting Good. is a much bigger thing now or at least more it's more of the norm uh, mm-hmm. a norm yeah yeah. Uh, uh, yeah a norm 
right? Yeah. We're in in the than in the past, and I think I think we're in a, a, a stage now where you don't have to just be married to have a good relationship and to create a good upbringing mm-hmm. for your child. I think that you can do that in many different ways. Mm-hmm. So I think it, like you know, being a father, being present, that doesn't mean you have to be there every day. That doesn't mean, you know, you're in the same house. But it does mean that you're consciously showing up for that child. You're sh- you're you're bringing love, you're bringing guidance, you're bringing you're being a responsible person. And I also mm-hmm. feel that women who deny men access to the children, I mean, that's a whole different conversation. And that's a real unfortunate, unfortunate decision some women make. Yeah. And I have to say, I, I, that was not my experience. That was not my reality. I was at full access. And it only hurts and, a child. Yeah, it, you know, and especially a boy child too. And I think that, you know, women need to really recal- recalibrate, regardless of what you any man went through, regardless of what issues. Uh, that is something that must be in, in the realm of history. Yeah. In, in, yeah. In, 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 I, it, 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 I back, agree with what you're saying. And what that can't make no sense. What you're saying, saying there, Wyatt. So even if the presence is important, because even if I, the, the, the child's mother does whatever, we can't control her behavior. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but there, there's a case when I was working in a separation case, and the child mother was actually doing that, keeping the boy away from the father. He, the court gave him visitation rights, etc. so it's on paper, but she was still keeping her away. And he got one day a week, which was a Sunday, and he would go to the, the, where the child lives every Sunday mm-hmm. and just stand up by the gate, mm-hmm. right? And the child would just look out the window, and he, he tried to come inside because the paper said that, but he didn't get to. Mm-hmm. But he, he did that. Every day, I think it was for five years. Every week, sorry, wow. for five years, he just mm-hmm. went went there. Now, telling when I tell him this, sometimes it's getting me emotional because that that's a man who, when I say pain, he used to come and cry, you know, mm-hmm. cry because every time it's not to say you don't want to see son. You used to come yeah. to the gate, mm-hmm. seeing his son there, and when his son turned eighteen, what is so? And he had the opportunity and decision to go live with his father. What he said is that even though I, I didn't get to physically talk to you. Somewhere in his mind, he knew his father was there. Yeah. Every week mm-hmm. he said, you know what, Sunday, I will get to see my father. Mm-hmm. And so, so as you say, in presence, that it may not be physically there. So, so I even employing the, the fathers, even no matter however Depression. the, the mother mm-hmm. is. right. Yes. And I'm not saying it's fair either. Yeah. It's not fair. But that attempt. consistency, yeah. Yeah. E- even mm-hmm. if it's a message, that child know yeah. Sunday at 7 o'clock, I get a message from my father. Right. Right. So that even in Find s- a way. psychologically, they yeah. know. That they father there. One of the things that you know, as a as a dad, you know, I hear I hear sometimes, you know, by friends of mine or or, or refer to other friends, and this term babysitting, you know, how how it's how it's deemed when when you know you, you you're, you're there and it's it's the wife decides to wife girlfriend or co-parenting decides to go out and do something. Oh, you're you're babysitting boy. And I, I always take 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 her back by that. I'm like babysitting. Can babysit your child? Yeah, right, right. It's, it's yeah. my son. I'm yeah. not yeah, babysitting. Yeah, yeah. And it's that it's that you know. And, and I that's and crazy. I, but but in doing that, when I when I have those moments um, where the whole day or maybe a week or if she's traveling or whatever the case may be, I have to do everything. I have such an appreciation, not just for her, totally. but for my own mother to say, "Wow, you know, you raised four children. What it takes to be." To be that mother, but also what it takes to be a dad. Because I mean, dads like like you are, you know how you know a lot of times I see you taking 
you take you know yeah. you you are you are very present for your kids over the pandemic and, i had to step in and uh become more full-time dad yeah. which was not my plan and uh and i never ever had any understanding how hard it is to be a parent to be the main kind of mm -hmm. caregiver for your children mm -hmm. and it, it made me like you said um have so much more respect for moms yeah who are usually the ones that have to put their career on hold and and be home with the child more mm -hmm. and uh and it's tough man it is because you start questioning who am i yeah and it's exhausting not just physically but emotionally yeah. mentally it is really challenging, you know? And, and, and this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life, actually. And one of the other realizations in, in that is in my moments of doing that or in my moments of having to, you know, because you're there and you feel, you feel this pressure to shape this human being or human beings. And there are many times I'm like, well, I haven't even figured it out myself. Oh, yeah. You know, how am I, <laughs> how am I shaping you? And I want to do the best job because I don't want, as you had mentioned about, you know, the, the uncles and the and that other ring ultimately will shape that, that societal influence. There's still that pressure that the information I'm giving you, the advice I'm giving you, what you're looking at, because it's not just what I'm saying, it's what you're looking at in my own actions. I feel like I'm totally, con I'm always really conscious and that anxiety to ensure that I'm, I'm Remember, Doing you're, well. you're human. So now that we understand that you're, you're human, and even in that quest to find the right thing, being honest, because let your son or, or your daughter see that, you know, daddy don't know everything, you know, yeah. but daddy doing, daddy making the effort. I so agree. so even if we, we, we spoke about a few times. So, but do you recognize that, though? Again, on, only when, you, when you're at a certain age can you look back and recognize what they were trying to do. But at that point... My son is six, for example, now, and I say that to him. I said, you know, I'm I'm doing my best. He he's not cognizant of that. To him, it's like, well, no. you can't buy me that but motorbike. That, that's that's or you fine. You can't take me to that pool. That's fine. Motorbike. You, you may not even yeah, have well. to say motorbike. You may not even have to tell <laughs> them. Oh man. You may not have to actually tell them you're doing your best. You know, just do your best, right? And they would realize that. Just like how I realize it later on. Most of what we said, we realize it later on. Mm. You just do. You just you don't even have to try to convince. Yeah. You should learn of it. You just do as much as you could do because yeah. effort, a, a child will always feel the effort. You could be on the next side of the world. If you want your child to know, some, know something in that moment, you will do everything, right? You could send, send a telegram, whatever. Something will reach that child for that child to know, you know, a daddy there with me. And also, they're, they're, they're watching everything we do. They absorb everything. So I think they're learning from from watching. You mm -hmm. know, it's like we, we are teaching by how we show up and how our actions, mm -hmm. not just by what we say to do, you know? So, you know, that's so important because the reason I kind of went down that authentic and transparent road, I remember talking to a great uncle. So that was my grandfather's brother. Pastor being Uncle Freddie. And Uncle Freddie said the reason he doesn't drink is because his father, when he was small, used to come home drunk every night. Hmm. And he said he made up his mind very early that that wasn't his particular position in life. So I realized children have a way where they will watch us. Yeah. And you might have a particular kink in the armor where they will either one take up the kink and run with it and probably go down that same road, or in most cases, make a decision and filter it out and say, you know what, I, I wouldn't really be like that with that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think the authenticity via our actions, or even if you talk certain things with your children and tell them straight up, listen, you know, I know as 
because I guess daddy's supposed to be the superhero. We're not supposed to have a king in Yama. They're not and, supposed to see a father. And that's what I'm saying, Jay. Do I do I want do I want for my child to look and say, hey, am I raising a good child based on the fact that he's looking at me and saying, I don't want to be like that? That's that's I, fine too. I don't want that. No, I, no, that's I, good. I, I don't want that. We know say we're not perfect. So at the end of the right. day, I think the authenticity, the child, you could be the best daddy, um, Robbie, Robert, you know. Why? We could be the best dads. It will still have something where the child will decide. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, you have an I, I, I agree. We're in a different direction. No, yeah. I completely agree. I think we can never be the best dads. Yeah. You know? I think we have There's always going to be something. Nah, it could be the best dad, but not the poof. Who, who do you know in your life that doesn't have any trauma from growing up? You know what I mean? Like, everyone has their trauma. It's from your dad wasn't there. It's from my dad was there. You know what I mean? So I think every kid is going to have some stuff, different degrees, obviously. Mm. And, yes, we just have to keep doing our best and understand we are human. But I also love the idea of treating our children as humans. We're human to human. You know what I mean? Not mm. It's not always we're above and they're below and they're learning from us. You know what I mean? I think this human to human type of in exchange is great guidance. So you mentioned something that that the relationship you now have with your son. Are we now saying, because I, I want, before we close, I want to address the sugar daddy and I want to address sugar daddy. Because it's non-biological, but it's still an element of, of the psychological yeah. nature of what how we impact. Mm -hmm. And I, I, what I also want to ask us um, friends here, um, do we are we saying that we agree that we should be a friend to our child because there's always that argument that I'm not here to be a friend, mm -hmm. you know I'm here to be a parent, and the two shouldn't mix. What what, what are we saying? I want to bring it into I, that. That's a, a good answer. question. I go back I, to just being a brother mm -hmm. as opposed to a friend. Like I literally because I never had a brother, so it was a kind of twofold scenario where not having a template, approaching this. How do I approach being a father to my son? You know what? And how old were you when when he was born? I was 27. So you're still relatively young. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's going to be 17 just now, and it's like we would... Normal thing, like what brothers would do, pillow fight, build Lego, play, hide and seek, then eventually start to come into his own SCA, have different conversations, and I was always straight up and transparent with him. And I realized now it comes to a place where we literally will be driving and just having a conversation like two, two brethren. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I could see us aligning. I could see him. Right. Won't be ashamed or be a how feel how to take a line with daddy when he get older. He's in a big man. He could be himself. Yeah, he could, and he could, and I want him to be himself. If he want to sit down and now it happened yet, as I say, no profanities in the conversation yet. Um, and I think there's still a level of respect, and I'm glad that there's still because there's that line that you know you hear what's going on. I could I could turn into that daddy mode immediately yeah. when I raise my voice if I say. Mm. But I, I think that I think that's important. Though. I think it's more like a brother. You gotta kind of approach it from that kind of angle because now is that time information, uh, rubs and them kids best to come to you to get the real deal as opposed to yeah, getting it from yeah, somebody else. True. Have, because I, can nobody go filter it for them? Eh? Has he ever has he ever questioned you about your choices with regards to not being you know if he if he looks at other households with you know married a married couple mm. you know growing up like that has he ever I mean you're still there which is important which is a big thing but has he. At that combo. Funny enough, he didn't even he didn't he did not even have to question it. I explained to him mm -hmm. from the time, you know, everything kind of it things kind of full. I can explain to him very young what the scenario was. And what I did, I remember my exact words. I said, son, you'd rather mommy and daddy to be separate and happy mm -hmm. or to be together and unhappy. 
is a like before subscription. Hmm. Seven right. return happy. Uh, and G, what you saying? The, even Robert, what you asking? Right? I would say no to being friends because of, uh, the definition of a friend different to each person, mm -hmm. right? But uh, we're going back to human to human because I don't have to be somebody's friend to treat them like human, right? right? So you don't have to be a son's or a child's friend to treat them like a human. So closing, closing, um, Jay, I'd like you to start um, just to touch on a bit of what you said. If, 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 you, if, you, if you can give any kind of guidance to mothers, to aunts, to anyone who's out there listening who may have grown up without a father, who doesn't know where the, who their father is, or who knows who their father is, but it's not, not present in their life, to touch on a conversation that you may have had, likewise with your son, some, some, some nuggets to them. I think well, it's, all, it's, it's, it's about um, understanding your history. I think that's important. Going back, asking the hard questions, trying to do your research, your personal family research, um, understanding where you came from, the family dynamic and making a conscious a conscious decision when you now create your own family to, to go a different path. And if for any unfortunate reason things don't work out, still keep a level of humanity, man, and keep keep some semblance of, of decency and love in the conversation because it's not about you anymore, especially when a child involved. You know, you have to consider the child because when you wage that war, the collateral damage will always be the child always be the child. So to the women out there, um, do deny the father's access. And I think a lot of women too, some, sometimes unfortunately, because they know a dad really want to be, like they will stick it to him now, couldn't know that this man really want to be involved. And what about the men who don't want no involvement? They don't even give that man sometimes that kind of pressure because he just do even business. Mm. So that's a whole different conversation for a different day and I don't want people to get upset, but the reality is that there are a lot of men out here hurting and they really want to be part of the child's life. Mm -hmm. And I think they should be given that option to come in and just let the child see for themselves where they come from and the person who played a part with them being here. So the child now can make a decision when they get older as to do I want to emulate or pull some of these things mm -hmm. from daddy or I want to eradicate these behaviors. Because the child will ultimately do that. The child will filter and do their own edit. And you know them kids yeah. are all doing that. Correct. Yeah. Well, I, I would just add to that, though, because I grew up in a divorced family. And um, it really hurts the child when the parents are saying negative things about the other. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm all saying? The time. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes, like, my mom was more talkative, right? So she would say more kind of, like, little negative things here and there. So it wasn't that she was, like, not letting me see my dad. I saw them a week and then a week, a week. But, like, she would throw those little negative things out there more than mm -hmm. he would. And that always left me just confused. Yeah. And it didn't make me closer to her. It made me n more distant from both of them because I was confused. So I think even, you, you know, as... Especially as, if you love your dad. Especially if you have yeah. a good time with yeah. him. It's like, why are you saying these things? Exactly. Yeah. So I think we got to, like, kind of keep... The, whether you're married or you're not or whatever, like, you got to keep your opinions to yourself when it comes to... The child. You, I just want to find out in your closing thoughts, what like out of the discussion today, you were asking for some of the revelations that we may have had in our dad's passing. Um, you know, what 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 may you tell you be taking away from this to tell your dad or, or to let other people know? I mean, yeah. hearing some of our. I've been thinking so. about that actually recently. I talked to my dad the other day, and I, I wanted to like set up a, a weekly interview with him to get his stories, to get his experiences. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever read or listened to the book, The Last Lecture. It was a 
amazing book. Might be a great time for you to listen to it. Um, this is a professor who knew he was dying of terminal cancer. So he set up these recordings for his young child so the child would know him. Mm-hmm. And it was all of his lessons on ways of being as a, as a human. Yeah. And um, so, so, I mean, I want to get that from my dad, you know, in a more, like, deliberate way. And I try to drop those kind of one-liners on my son uh, here and there, you know. Like, today we're going to school, and I try to compare the show he's watching to to how that – how to be your best self yeah, and that being your spirit animal, whatever show it is, <laughs> is, is really about being your best self, yeah. you know? And so I think those little like little one liners where you're not sitting down to be like, let me teach you something, but it's just an everyday and passing type of thing. I think those really mold someone and stick with them, yeah. uh, in a way that's like, you know, it's like, uh, being Yoda or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, Johan, say, I want one specific for you, apart from your little nuggets that you always leave us with, to really, um, yes, I, I want the science behind the sugar daddy. <laughs> so to have that understanding because... You it, want that. They, okay, all right. There is, a neg- there is a negative impact and the reason why. We laugh about it, but there's still a negative. So if you give me that as your closing thoughts. All right, so I'll give you is a digression into, into that quick, right? Um, I did some research on why women... Right, in, in we started first in in pornography would say daddy right during the act, and then to see if it, women in real were doing the same thing. And in the research, and I even spoke to some women, what they said is one when they were missing a, a father, so it's women with, with daddy issues mostly, right, yeah. with with daddy issues. So they'd always look for a father outside of themselves, so even a sugar daddy is as a stranger, and they may be even uh, sexual favors in, in the mix. They got the, some of the, the things that they were missing as a father, where it is providing and protecting, sometimes even knowing that it have a guy there who want them, who want to be with them, who want to spend time, an older, mm-hmm. older gentleman. And in, in their minds, even though it may have been warped, right, it created that sense of having a father that they didn't have. Mm-hmm. So that, that's some of the, the science behind I mean, it doesn't apply to everyone. But, and I said, I actually spoke to some women, and they were open and honest, and they said sometimes even after the transactions, they would feel a little empty because, you know, it's not really their father. But in the moment, it had, they had the fantasy of it, or when they get a uh, 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 deposit in their account, they say, you know, my daddy, mm. my daddy did this. You told me a that. literal deposit in an account, right? Yes. Not a deposit as Yes, in, a literal okay. deposit right. in okay. a We in were started off talking about porn, um, yeah. so I'm just trying right. to right. bring so, it into... So, and, and I'm using that because even if, even with, with the, the, the porn aspect, if you're missing something, our expression of human behavior is always based on what's going on here, right? Human behavior, thought, feeling, action. So if you're missing something, if you want something, it expresses itself somewhere else. So even understanding that mm-hmm. can help us understand the importance of our father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The importance for men, the importance of one you doing better in yourself as a man, whether a father or not. And of course it translates into being a father. Remembering that we're human, that we're not perfect. And doing as much as we can. And Robert, as you saying, and there's one thing I take in, especially for my father, to spend as much time with him 
as possible because he literally, I don't know what's going on happen tomorrow. Yeah, right? Up to yesterday, Saturday, I was spending some time with him. And it was a father-son meetup in um in Bonnier Community Center. We we did that, and it was powerful. So I'm going to spend as much time with my father. Yeah, as that's I important. From that's important. Yeah. And um, you know, you I, know I just wanted to add one thing, Rob. I've been meaning to say that, like the tough love thing. Um, I think it's really important for fathers to show up with compassion too, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. that to the simple act of like giving our child a hug and saying it's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I I think sometimes like we we might think we have to be the tough love, like dads get home and you're like, hey, come on, you know, like yeah. stop this, right? But I think sometimes it's really like, like honestly, I feel like the most powerful thing I do with my son, he, he's almost five, you know, just kneel down and hug him, and and it like it resets him. Yeah. You know, and so I, I just want to think more about like in terms of manhood, I don't think it's all about being how tough you could be, how it's strong not. you could be, but the vulnerability, compassion, you know, human to human, I think that. Like, that's where the power lies right now. Yeah. Well so, Thanks. absolutely. Um, gentlemen, this, this, was, this was a powerful conversation. Yep. Um, it was very cathartic as well for me in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't have a lot really to add to that, and that, that in itself is powerful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to say that, you know, it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. We have these false perceptions of what it takes to be a man, what it takes to be a father, what it takes to show our children or society um, that, that you mentioned, things like tough love, um, the importance of kneeling down, meeting them eye to eye, so that they, they you know, because what they see is a giant as opposed to someone that's giving them information, love, to, to know that it's okay to receive this information as a reaction to something that they may have done or not done. Um, and, and that, that's important to hug, to embrace. Um, there is, there is, there, there are, I'm not, I'm not disputing, there are areas for tough love, but there's, there are areas to be really genuinely a father's love. And the, one of the things that I took away from my dad's passing, and it was, it was highlighted to me from a very good friend of mine um, and that we don't see at the time is the way I might have gotten a certain level of knowledge that I would always turn to him for, even if it was a job interview, for any information at all. So even though I saw, you know, for 10 years he was sick, I got, you know, my, some of my sayings, the way I, I communicate, um, kobo, kobo do eat sponge cake, mm-hmm. you know, cockroach are no right in foul party, <laughs> monkey know which tree to climb, mm-hmm. things like that that bring a smile to people's face when they hear it. And I, you know, didn't even realize I was picking these things up from him all the time. So I, w- I would like to close to say it's okay to cry. Love your fathers. Of course, love your mothers. If you're without a father for whether he's past, whether he's not present, your mother's doing the best that she can in the community around you are doing the best that they can. And to be that that you miss or that you're not even aware of, that um, like like you said, Jay, you know, the, the absence of your dad has made you into a better man yeah, um, in certain circumstances. Yeah. And apart from your choice of football team, of course. Um, but, you know, so that, that being said, we like to close just to say that um, remember, 
you know, li- live live with the living. You're not you're not you're not assured tomorrow. You know, it's you have to live in the present. Hence, mm-hmm. it's called a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and the past is the past. So do what you need to do. You know, for yourself. More importantly, for yourself. Embrace your dad. Have that conversation. You know, that level of peace. So Johan say, Wyatt J, always a pleasure. Always. Really, really good convo today. Thank you. Um, thank you to everyone that's been listening, viewing. We'd like to thank our sponsors. I didn't say anything about the sponsors. We wouldn't be sitting on these seats. And this nice set of it wasn't for yeah, racetrack. Yeah, 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 thank yeah, you yeah, to yeah, Jameson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Jameson Vitamins for keeping us healthy, keeping us going. Um, keep joining us. Keep keep looking on us. Like I said, the conversation, this episode um, has ended, but the conversation still continues. You know, we have to talk about baby daddy and people who want 10, 12 kids. You know, the reasoning behind some of that. You know, our friend Niall, you know, I'm going to bring him here for sure to, to have that conversation. But we spoke about manhood here today, fatherhood, manhood. Um, thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.